This is Aikido Discussed, your regular weekly Aikido podcast. We talk about everything that is the martial art of Aikido. I am Christopher Hine, head instructor at Aikido President. With me today is Joshua Tihi, assistant instructor, assistant instructor at Aikido President, and Maya Solana McDaniel, second Q and student at Aikido. Fresno. I got so excited that was it. I just I <laughs> overwhelmed. More myself. talking. So um, we are getting into part two of our talk about Aikido masters. And uh, rewinding into la- last episode, on the last episode. <laughs> on last episode. Um, I'm not even sure where we kind of left off, but... Uh, that was five minutes ago. I, exactly. <laughs> well, we were kind of talking about... So a week for we everyone. Had, uh, we had listed uh, at least what I think are, are an important six uh, guys, uh, Aikido guys, to talk about. And, and not to look down at like Akeda or Satome or... Um, Chiba. Uh, yeah, Chiba. A lot, a lot of other great teachers out there. But, you know, I think the six who are most responsible for creating a big body of Aikido students right. are uh, Mochizuki, Tamiki, Shioda, Saito, um, Kishimaru, Yoshiba, and um, Tohei. Uh, Tohei. And so uh, what <clears throat> I thought we could do is just go through, I don't know if we need to go through each one of them specifically or not, but just kind of go through the the types of, because there are several sort of lines of Aikido uh, that flow from them, and each one has a different sort of um, central core thing that they're doing, right? Yeah. Um, so maybe we can talk about that and, you know, which masters sort of are where. Uh, so that, you know, if people are interested in, you know, uh, key as opposed to whatever sure, else, sure. they can follow that That lineage that more, path. yeah. Um, yeah, I think it, it's important. So so I think an important thing to kind of talk about uh, when you're looking at that is Yueshiba, Morhei um, uh, Yueshiba, had something, had something. Um, different people saw that something as being as different, different things, you know, yeah. like, yeah, so, yeah. you know, like, you know, he had impeccable character. He was amazingly powerful. He had magic powers. He was philosophically elegant. He could move really well. Like whatever it was, different people latched onto about him. Their style of Aikido represents whatever it was that they saw in him that right, they right. liked. And they also saw him at different points in his life. Yes, and so right. they, yes. each maybe style is a screenshot or like a, a, a snapshot of uh, right. a specific Time and that's so wildly interesting. Training. And and I say this as someone who has uh, trained under one uh, instructor for a long time, and kind of from the beginning of their uh, career uh, through to where we are now. And I have personally seen a gigantic change and uh, sort of uh, yeah. like periods of study where it was like, oh, all right, we're into uh, weapons work now. We're going hard at like sort of the grappling aspects and then moving on to, you know, whatever. And, and now being in a, a place where we're really looking at the kind of non-physical attributes. So I can definitely see how if you came in at a certain, if you sort of parachuted in at a certain time and then left at a certain time, that you would have a different idea of what the thing was than someone who came even a year later or, um, you know, and especially because we kind of really made a hard turn in our school recently with the way that we're looking at things. Um, you know, someone who came, who was studying with us two, three years ago, even someone who was oh, a black yeah. belt, if they oh, haven't, yeah. if they haven't been through in a while, and we have a few, um, I think it would take them a little bit of time to to kind of get on track with what we're doing now and how that might work. Now they could, they would probably figure it out fairly quickly because it's all sort of intertwined. But 
um, there is that difference. So, sure, I mean, sure. I think this is a re- that's a really good point that you're making. Um, and, and I think, too, like, when we look back at history, the farther away we get, the more we forget that, like, that person lived an entire life of, and that was, you know, however many well, years. Well, first, also, that that was a person. Right. Yeah. That, <laughs> like that was a person. It was yes. an actual right. person. Right. It wasn't it was, a deity. It was right. living, yeah. living yes. a life. And yeah. Yeah. And, and so that person had ideas. They maybe made statements that may or may not have been true for them later on in life or, you know, went back on things they had said before, um, had, you know, we, we tend to like to narrativize things so that it fits a perfect kind of line of thinking. So it was like, this happened and then that and then that and then that and then that. But that's not how things go for people. Right. Like they have detours into, oh, maybe it's this. Oh, no, scratch that. Let me go over here. You know, you know? a few years ago there uh, there were – so there's these uh, pictures of Yoshiba, the Noma Dojo pictures. That's a big famous um, kendo dojo. It's I think it's been leveled and rebuilt by now. But super famous kendo dojo, like really big, beautiful, super beautiful dojo. And Yoshiba took a bunch of pictures there. And um, – they have been inherited to different people over time, um, but there's apparently a huge collection of pictures. Um, all of them still, as far as I know, haven't been published, but some appeared a few years ago, and it was Yoshiba doing some classic uh, Newaza holds, like some classic ground grappling uh-huh. holds. And um, so there were these people who come up, you know, like conspiracy theorists who are like, see what Yoshiba was totally doing back in the day? And it's like, it's like, that is something he was interested in for right. sure, but that doesn't mean that that's Aikido. Like you know, so you shouldn't think that that's right. Aikido. Right. You know, and so yeah. so I think the point being made here by everyone is that that he had a life and at different points in his life he was interested in different things, and so all of the students who trained with him, if they trained you know for five years here or six years there, then they would have just taken that one aspect of overall what his training right. is. You know, yeah, and or the thing that fit them right. best Stuck out to also them the right. you know because there's yes. some if i'm a big burly dude and he's teaching stuff that like really works for me being a big <clears> burly <throat> dude that's you know that's what i'm going to take away from it because it yep. works for me yep. if i yep. am not and i'm a smaller guy and he's you know showing things that allow me to sort of uh move and flow with energies and be protected that's the thing that i'm going to and take, i think we know? can see that exactly represented in uh gozo shioto who's got a style of aikido that looks a lot like yoshiba's he's also right. five foot tall like yoshiba right now i was, I was, right. Right right. Right. I was right. like right. oh well no right. wonder right. he looks same like exact yoshiba. build right right and then he's does the, the same the size same thing you get a guy like saito sensei who's a big burly guy and his emphasis is on twisting the shit out of stuff and yeah, smashing yeah, stuff with yeah, huge yeah, sticks yeah, yeah. you know like Nage the fuck out of you. right and so like uh so clearly there's there's not only this phase of life that the teacher was in that yoshiba was in when it when it happened but also um the the kind of person that was getting that and yeah. what they were interested in and what they physically could do it's yeah. easy to forget people's own uh biases sure, and their sure. own and we all have them right. yeah and it, and you know it may not even be a uh, conscious thing of totally. like you know it just yeah. may be like look this is what I do because this that. is I'm really good at it so sure. this is the part I'm going to take and teach to other people because I'm good at it sure yep. you know yeah okay so let's break those down a little bit and talk about you know so we kind of talked about two or you know uh, right now but let's talk about some of the different um, sort of lines of it and and how they work and what they look like today also yeah, yeah. Uh, so you got uh, Mochizuki which is Yosekan style Aikido uh, and Mochizuki, to me, is the great hybrider of Aikido. Um, so Mochizuki, in my opinion, in a last episode, Maya read off his pedigree, which is ridiculous. You know, I mean, it's like, you know, 
uh, to have one eighth dawn in a martial art is impressive. Right. This guy, I think, had three, right. you know. Um, he's a super, super amazing guy, a real martial artist, absolute martial artist, um, who had a physical career and, and wrestled with people and dominated, and, and he was in the military and, you know, did a lot of stuff. So Mochizuki, in my opinion, is the great hybridizer of Aikido. He's the one who um, tried to take what he felt the philosophy of Yuishiba was and and mix it with other kinds of martial arts, you know, so grappling martial arts and striking martial arts and all that stuff. So to me, this is the the big emphasis of this guy. And um, if you're looking at his style of Aikido, to me, you're looking more at like core concepts of Japanese martial arts and um, how that fits into the world of physical conflict and um, and and seen through his interpretation of Yoshiba's views on this, you know. Um, there's interesting stories about Mochizuki. I really recommend anyone interested in Mochizuki um, read... Um, pre-war Aikido Masters uh, by Stan Prannon. Um, there's an interesting section where there's an interview with Mochizuki and he talks about um, his trials and tribulations as he went overseas and talks about it's. I, I've read the, the section several times. He's a very interesting guy. Um, so that's that's to me the take that you're getting with Yosei Khan style Aikido. And he, this is the guy, he ended up in France, right? Yes, he's Is in this France the guy, that time. book that you, you gave me? Yeah, that's right, okay. the, the interview. The, yeah, the, I, I, the yeah, Josh, Josh, translation uh, Josh speaks French. I'm trying, that I'm I'm trying to get uh, done, uh, yeah. Translate this uh, Mochizuki book. But um, anyway, so that's that's Mochizuki, and, and to me, Mochizuki's thing. Um, to me, and he did what was the his style? Yosei Khan. Okay. Um, so I got my fax checkers here, yeah. um, which is good because because I could I could say something wrong at any second. Um, anyways, okay, and then from Mochizuki we go to Tamiki, um, and Tamiki is the the guy who Tamiki never really uh, broke his bonds with uh, with judo. So and, and that that's a weird way I chose to say that right now, but to me Tamiki's always was very influenced by Kodokan Judo, always very, very interested in that. And so that's kind of why there's this competitive style of Aikido, the Shotokan Aikido, the Shotokan um, that um, that comes from Tamiki because um, he, he saw how awesome uh, comp- competition was for Judo. And so to me, he was like trying to do the same thing with um, Aikido and had a, a fair amount of success with this, right? Uh, Tamiki, in my opinion, is also one of the, the better things uh, this is this is opinion, um, but is is one of the better thinkers about Aikido, meaning that like he really tried to to grasp the concepts and and organize them in a way that was efficient for an Aikido system. And now look, that's saying a lot because all six of these people are that kind of person. Right, right, right. They all, they're all thinkers. Obviously, because they 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 crafted their own system right. out of this right but to me tamiki tamiki really stands out um you know like so tamiki to me in lots of ways seems like the real intellectual of the group like really thinking about this you know um and comes at it from that standpoint um and so i think tamiki's a real interesting guy so that's competitive style of aikido it's um a, a real functional style of aikido um and the idea is you know to, to get good at, at competition to become a better person through competing and through developing yourself in that way um and to me that's that's a that's the essence of the tamiki style which is you know when i started doing aikido we all just said Tamiki style Aikido, even though it long been called Shotokan, and I don't think Tamiki liked it to be called Tamiki style Aikido, but um, but yeah, Shotokan Aikido, and that's from Tamiki. Uh, and then we have um, Shioda, uh, Gozo Shioda Sensei is um, uh, the the really in Japan probably one of the greatest promoters of Aikido because he taught it to the police force. Um, and so his promoting it to the police is what made a lot of people say, oh, wow, there's this cool martial art we do that uh, enables police officers to handle people without hurting them too badly, you know? like, um, And so so that's 
that's the emphasis is like that's what he did um and uh yoshinkan style aikido is very very systematized now this is coming off of just talking about how i think tamiki was a great thinker of aikido shioda was a great systemizer of a systematizer of aikido so he really did a great job of of making a very straightforward step a step b step c and this is one of the greatest criticisms of uh, Yoshinkan style Aikido 2, which is that it's very robotic looking. Um, and the reason why it looks so robotic is because he had to teach, you know, 500 police officers at a time. And so he needed them all following step one, step two, step three, so they could get the material. Um, so a great systematizer and a great like simplifier of of how to get lessons. So like, uh, what's the, his book dynamics, uh, dynamic Aikido, dynamic Aikido. Um, I think, for people who are starting, that's a really awesome book because you can look at it and there's a lot of pictures of the things that he's doing. And it's really, like you were saying, very clear as to like where you should be, how your body should right. be held, right. um, how the, you know, the UK should be reacting, those sorts of things. So even just from a, you know, I've read through it, but just from flipping through it and being able to see something, you, I want to see what, you know, Shomenuchi looks like, whatever. Right. That's a good place to go. So right. you can at least get a like, oh, this is how my body should be looking, et cetera, so forth. So. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and uh, he's got two, he probably has more, but he has two books that I know of and have been through a lot in Dynamic Aikido is one. The other's Total Aikido. Um, and they're great. They're great to look at. Um, he has a, a little blurb, uh, Total Aikido particularly, he has a little blurb about all the different ideas of what Aikido practice is, oh, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it's a good it's a good little blurb to read and go like, oh, okay, that's what that concept is, you know? And, and from, you know, so like I've looked at all six of these guys and stolen things to put into my Aikido because I think each one of them has different um, ways of looking at things that are clear. And so that's something I stole from Shioda, which is like to have these blurbs about haragi is this, you right, know, like, yeah, yeah. and so just you can get the student working on that. And, and eventually, as you start to really get good at the concept, you'll grow beyond that. And that's also the way I feel about Yoshinkan Aikido. Like it looks really robotic, but that's just the beginning. And then once you learn to move with it, it becomes dynamic and fluid and moving. But in the beginning, you need to give students really concrete stuff to hold on to. And I think yeah. Shioda was awesome at that. And that um, makes sense with his his background which is teaching tons of people how to right. do this basic stuff right. so it's right. got to be step one two three four yep shioda also is probably other than um oh i can't remember his name off the top of my hand it's driving me nuts it's on that book that's sitting right over there on the table but um uh steven um do you see uh see see the book with the marker right there here i'll get it um uh so Shioda is probably the most responsible other than this guy that I'm about to tell you his name in a second. Um, is uh, Oh, John Stevens, damn it. Um, so John Stevens is probably the most responsible for pushing forth um, the stories of Yoshiba, right? So like, you know, like, oh, Yoshiba did this magical thing, that magical thing. And like that captures the, the public's attention, uh, you know? Yeah. Um, so uh, John Stevens is probably the most. But Gozo Shioda is definitely um, a storyteller. He spent a lot of time with Yoshiba. He was a very influential kid when he started training with Yoshiba. And so he's got a lot of like, wow, you know, he had a super reverence for Yoshiba. Um, oh my God, something's oh. on fire. Oh no. <laughs> That's close. Anyways, um, it's probably the Mardi Gras yeah. parade outside. Oh, yeah. Anyways. Okay, so um, so that's Shioda in a nutshell and, and my views on Shioda. And I think Shioda's awesome teacher. You need to read his work. It's essential reading in my opinion. Um, and he, I, I feel like a lot of, um, again, a, a lot of what we visually take uh, for Aikido comes from, you know, the aesthetic of Aikido is a lot uh, comes from his style. Or I you know. think um, Kishimaro Yoshiba stole the look 
of Tohei's or of uh, Shiota's uh, pictures and stuff mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. They, they have an awesome look. They have yeah, a really yeah. awesome look, you know. Yeah. Or maybe it goes the other way. I don't know. Because I'm just looking. I'm looking at some pictures right now. Of, it it of looks like how beautiful I can throwing, throwing the heck out of people. Um, or, you know, getting attacked by seven guys or whatever, right, you know. Right, um, And it's just, it, it, it's a lot of what we what we think about uh, what Aikido should look like. This one, This one, for example. That's great. Yeah. yeah, a lot of that, like, person high in the air in the yeah. midst of a fall kind yeah. of thing. Um, yeah, that's cool. It kind of, ha- like, captures both, like, the... The little bit of mysticism, right. along with a lot of like, it looks very practical because that guy's flying through right. the air. Right, sure. The sure. dynamic, sure. Uh, yeah. aspects of it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Sure. Um, so that's Shiota, and then uh, you have Saito Sensei. Saito Sensei, um, another. So, uh, I'm trying to think of the most tactful way to, to say this. So, mm-hmm. um, I think I think Saito Sensei is also a magnificent. Um, collector and organizer of material um the problem with it is that saito sensei stuff most people aren't looking at all of his stuff uh-huh. they're, they're looking, looking at a quarter at... of what he pushed out and if you read like you know traditional aikido it's a five-part series uh, and then this is essential reading in my opinion also um if you look at the traditional aikido that guy um knew a lot about aikido and there's stuff that after I learned Aikido, and I, I would make a realization about something and be like, oh, you know, I uh, I discovered this thing. And I would read traditional Aikido and go, no, you oh, didn't. It was there the whole nope, time. No, it was there the whole right, time. Right, and right. and that, he, that guy was he into was it. He was telling know? Like, you about it. Right. Saito Sensei was completely submersed in Aikido. I mean, completely submersed. And, you know, that's, again, saying a lot because all these people clearly were. Their whole life was around this. But Saito Sensei is remarkably deep in Aikido and especially I think at a pivotal time in Ueshiba's life when the new way of doing Aikido was coming around Saito Sensei was there. Saito Sensei is also the most responsible in my opinion for pushing weapons forth um, and a quote uh, that he has about Aikido that I love which is you cannot separate uh, uh, Bukiwaza and Taijutsu. You can't separate the quote-unquote unarmed stuff from the armed stuff because you can't understand Aikido if you do that. Um, And and to me this guy um, had a really awesome uh, cool approach to Aikido. Um, I've, I've trained with lots of people who trained under him. I unfortunately never got the chance to actually train directly under him. But, um, you know, the things people would say about him, he was he was a real character, you know, and he liked to drink too much and party too much sometimes, but right. <laughs> also very traditional and strong-willed and capable guy and interesting guy. And um, so, so to me, he brought life into uh, Aikido for a generation of people. You know, there's a generation of, of, of young people wanting to learn right, about Aikido. Whole, and, yeah, yeah. and man, I think he really gave them a fun approach, which is like, you know, he lived out in the woods. Well, not in the woods, really, but kind of. Um, I think, you know, the city grew around the woods. But like, you know, there was an awesome farm out there and he was always gardening. And he was just this awesome guy who like, you know, a 20-year-old could go to and be like, look at this cool guy. I want to I live my life like him. And very, very reverent for Ueshiba, very, very much like, you know, Ueshiba was the man. And uh, and I, I've lived my life trying to be as awesome as he was, you know? Yeah. Um, and so I think, like, you know, for all he did, you know, I think he's a, a great system, systematizer of Aikido, um, a fantastic uh, technical historian of Aikido, a fantastic technician of Aikido, and the real promoter of Aikido weapons, in my opinion. But beyond all of that, like, the guy gave a lot of people a reason to practice Aikido. He's very yeah. en- enigmatic, maybe? Like... I wouldn't say enigmatic, maybe kind of magnetic, maybe. Magnetic. You know, like, yeah. so, like, he drew people in, and I think he was an interesting guy to be around. Right, just know? the like, kind of guy you want to be around and yeah. hang out with because he's going to 
make your life better. Yeah. Just, yeah. Your cool yeah. old uncle yeah. who you'd have a beer with, and he would tell you awesome stories and, and have weird ideas about stuff. And, you know, like. But also probably would have you up at 6 a.m. doing sure. hard, hard strong. work. Strong. Going to make you strong. Going to make yeah. you capable, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. so um, cite those cite those um, contributions to Aikido can can never be ignored. I, um, really we did amazing. A, we did an interview with um, Nick Hustedi, who studied in Iwama, um, back like I think it was like our fourth episode or something right. one of our first episodes and he he was talking about his time there and stories about Saito Sensei and just um I I feel like I this has stayed with me since we talked about that a year plus ago but um that he would uh, when he started learning Aikido he would he lived at um at the dojo and was there nonstop plus working full-time plus he had a family um that he didn't even live with which you know <laughs> who, who knows um but ha- had Cho made that choice to take on all of those things and balance his life in that while working super freaking hard. Um, and I found that very inspiring. Like, wow, this, if, if that guy can do it, then I can definitely right. balance and I think that, my I think priorities. That's hitting, hitting you in your early 20s exactly like it hit a lot of people in their early yeah. 20s, which is like, look at this badass. Yeah. Yes. You know, like he can just get it done. If he can do it, then maybe I can yep. too. And yep. this is, um, I think, for people who are interested in weapons work, this is the guy. You this really got to look at Saito to, Sensei. If you want to know Aikido out. weapons, you can never ignore Saito Sensei. Um, there's other people who have done it, and I've gotten in trouble for talking to people about this and saying, like, there are weapons other than Iwama weapons, Chris. But, like, ah, man, you cannot ignore them. They're so, so vital to understanding it. And, and you know, my own – so my weapons uh, have gone way beyond Aikido weapons, you know, saying European weapons, a lot of other stuff, um, and, and needing to get into that to get it better. But I tell you, looking back on it, it's like, mm, Saito Sensei had at least – had these things Most figured it, out the, yeah, the yeah, vast yeah. majority of it you know so like you cannot overlook the guy he, he was an amazing figure in aikido um and honestly probably one of the most humble i mean i think sometimes he thought he was right and other people should shut up and he was probably correct quite honestly but when you read his work there's there's always a fair amount of humility in it where he's like you know this guy was a really great guy and and i think you should you know like in traditional aikido he talks about shioda at one point he talks about kishimaru at one point you know so he's giving props to people so i think it was a it was a humble awesome guy you know um, so enough said about Saito Sensei. So that's Saito <laughs> Sensei in a nutshell. Um, and then you have Kishimaru Yoshiba. Um, Kishimaru Yoshiba, I think, was a great modernizer of Aikido and made it um, accessible to modern, academically thinking people. Um, so I think he kind of brought it out of being this old thing and started making it a like thing that you can do as part of your modern life and, and live your life and, yeah. and do this thing, you know. Um, and I mean, not like the kind of pal that I think Saito Sensei was, but um, like a guy who was like a, a modern hip guy thinking about it in the future and, and thinking about how you could run it as a business and how you could te- uh, study it while you're, you're going to college. And while, you know, like yeah. this is the kind of guy he was. So um, maybe not as um, like practical oriented, like, oh, you're going to have to fight seven. 17 criminals or something or fight yakuza on the train like which maybe the predecessors were but more like a you know hey this is something you can use to be physical all through university while you're becoming a great human being you know like yeah totally um if you go through his books he has a really nice organization of aikido um so you know for me as an aikido teacher i've looked at all of these guys's organization of aikido quite a bit because I'm always trying to figure out how to best like, organize yeah. how aikido, do i you know put what where and talk about things that so that people can get it in uh 
kind of linear fashion. Right, right. So whatever. yeah, people can understand yeah. it simply. And so like, you know, I've borrowed heavily from all these guys. And so if you look at his work, um, oh, I can't remember what his, I think his main book is just called Aikido, actually. Um, it's got like him flipping two guys on the cover. But um, it's it's great. Like it's um, the broken down really nicely. It's an easy way to see like, up. Oh, it is. Whoa. Aikido, 1995. Yeah. Um, that's, man, my memory's good. Um, <laughs> not, not always. Um, anyway, so it's got a really nice breakdown of Aikido and a, and a good uh, way to, to go through it very academically. Um, so, uh, and he also is very responsible for the latter years of his dad's life, pushing his dad's reputation forward. So like saying like, Hey, here's this awesome dude. Who's my dad. And he can do all these amazing feats. And he was a super cool dude. And if you want to know what it's like to be a badass human, you should look at my dad's life. You know, it's interesting because the way that you're talking about him right now, um, I can see why the others maybe felt a little um, like jealous or slighted or like maybe that should have been their position, taking on them the mantle of, you know, that the Ueshiba mantle. Right. Um, but it seems like he also did a lot of really good stuff that, you know, maybe wasn't so much focused on being super martial or being, you know, uh, organizing things in a, in a like amazing stellar way, but he did like really give a shit about bringing it to people. Yes. And yes. that's important for carrying on if your if your job is to carry on a mantle, a, a, yes. a you know, a, a tradition and bring it to more people, have the thing have life and live on beyond one generation. That's what you have to do. Yes. And so like I feel like that's a super important thing for someone to be able to handle and and, and that's why he and it had, sounds like he he was good at it he had a large amount of success in his career and that's why there's i think some jealousy because like the guy had a lot of people thinking about aikido and trying to do it you know especially in college years that's magnificent you know like yeah. really an, an awesome dude um and you know i kind of uh, my early aikido career had some you know some some bad feelings about Kishimaru honestly like you know like so I kind of was raised in Aikido initially being like oh you know he kind of wasn't very good at Aikido you know kind of all these opinions and and those are still prevalent today and in my opinion they're they're vastly unfounded um the guy was good at Aikido um whether he was the best at Aikido no probably not but I mean only one person gets to be the best at Aikido so so shut up I mean you know like if, if you're not that one person then fuck you you're not as good as him you know like so so that's not to me how you should judge him you should judge him by um the legacy he left behind and it's a beautiful legacy it's an awesome legacy it's produced a lot of really great Aikido practitioners um to me it brought more emphasis to the fluid moving style of Aikido which to me Aikido is about movement and if you look at Yueshiba uh senior Osensei um and and you don't think Aikido is about movement? You're stupid, because he moved wow. around. I, well, I'm and I mean, it's I, I, I for a reason. I don't, I don't disagree uh, in, in whatever, but just to hear it because because that guy moved he, constantly. It is, it is true. Look at the if videos. You look of at him. any of the videos. He is. There's never a moment where he's doing static stuff. I mean, it just look at him in his late sixties. Yep, yep, he's yep, yep, running yep, yep. around the mat. You know. So if you don't think Aikido is about movement, you're wrong. I mean, I just don't know what else to tell you. Lots of other guys have more plodding styles um, or slower styles or styles that are about power or haragi, like, you know, how to make power with your whole body. Sure, there's lots of stuff in, in Aikido about that, and Yoshiba did some of that, but what did he mostly do? He moved around really fast and really dynamically, and so his son's style of Aikido represents that to me better than anyone else's, you know, um, and so, or at least... Uh, the ability to give that to other people. Because if you look at Shiota, to me, Shiota looks like Ueshiba, but that's not the way he taught his right, students. Right, he right. taught his students a very, very. Formula, 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 
formulaic, formulaic right. um, uh, movement patterns, and he had to because he was teaching a bunch of people at one time. But um, but to me, uh, Kishimaru's Yoshiba definitely represents be fluid, move around. That's what Aikido is about. Yeah. Um, so so you can't you can't deny that guy, and and you know anyone who's got bad opinions about him. I, I don't even want to hear it anymore. It's stupid. <laughs> He's a great guy. I mean, all, all six of these guys are amazing, amazing dudes. Um, so then we'll move on to uh, uh, Tohei. Tohei. Um, so Tohei is is a polarizing character in lots of ways. Um, I think he lived longer than any of the rest of them. 91. Um, yeah. I mean, that guy was around forever. He just died, like, what, like just a few years ago? 2011. Yesterday. 2011, yeah. So, um, so I mean, he was around forever, had a super prolific career, uh, went to Hawaii and was responsible for bringing Yuashiba to the United States so that Yuashiba had never gone to the United States. Oh, since I had never come to the United States until, um, and I think only that one time that he went to Hawaii, um, got a big group of followers in Hawaii, which Honestly, that big group of followers was responsible for offshooting a bunch of other Hawaiian martial arts, right. which are pretty cool. Right, right. Um, so uh, Don Zenru, there's lots of influences from from that. Um, so you can't deny that guy. He was a badass. Um, he also was super into um, this concept of key, which really permeates Aikido uh, and has key tests and like how to align your body correct. And, and you know, in our school, we'd call that haragi, like the ability to create power from your belly. Um, uh, but that's what he was really into. And and so that I think, especially in like the the late fifties through the sixties, early seventies was very attractive to people who were starting to get into this idea of like, you know, metaphysically things and the hippies could really latch on to and they're like, oh man, look at this little guy with all this power. And, you know, if you read um, his second book, um, Key, I can't remember what it's called right now. Uh, it's got a yellow cover. <laughs> but but um, uh, that book is really like him talking about like, you know, a way to expand human potential. And um, that's that's what was going on. That was what was popular at the time is expanding human potential. And um, that guy, essential key, key essence. Um, there is, let's see, uh, key. <laughs> there's a bunch. Oh, and anyways. they all have something like that. Yeah. Anyway, so the way um, to union with key. Yeah. Anyways, uh, um, but uh, but I think that really caught on and lit people's key imagination. Power book. Power of Key. Yeah. He's got a bunch of books about Key. You should look at them. Yeah. Um, there's two books that I have of his that I think are really um, – one is an earlier book. Jeez, uh, I wish I could remember the name of these. But um, uh, anyways, it has more of his technical stuff, which is good. And the latter book that I'm referring to is um, more of his like key tests and how to like um, connect with your body and unify your body and stuff like that. Um, but he's a real interesting guy to look at. And really interesting too because he was really into being like – physically capable even though he was talking about um energetic stuff you know so there's lots of pictures of him with his shirt off like being buff and lifting weights and like you know like like he's like i'm a tough guy you know um but at the same time he was also the guy who was really pushing forth this like uh you know idea of special energy you it's know? very funny so i'm reading i uh looking at aikido journal and there's a interview that uh stan pranin did in 1995 and the quote, the big quote here, uh, it says, I, bec I began studying Aikido because I saw that Yoshiba Sensei had truly mastered the art of relaxing. It was because he was relaxed, in fact, that he could generate so much power. Interesting. I think that's a lot of what's going on with that, is like being uh, in a state of uh, like comfort with yourself relaxation with yourself alignment whatever word you want to use like your natural state is strong and powerful but also relaxed yeah so it's funny um he was 76 at the time that he did it in 1995 damn. <laughs> like so 
Jeez. Um, anyway. It's interesting. And it, if you don't know anything about athleticism, you think that um, being strong and capable is about being rigid and solid. Um, because if you've ever, like, you know, wrestled around with a fucking linebacker or something, you're like, God damn, that guy just shoves me all over the place. Right. But the truth in athleticism is it is a perfect combination of relaxation and explosion. That's what makes you athletic is the ability to coordinate your relaxation and your um, complete contraction, right? So so I think when um, people see a guy who is actually athletic, what shocks them the most is that they're relaxed. You know, so uh-huh. both are present, but they're used to people trying to be stiff. And like when they when they are strong, they you know, the non-athletic person, when they're strong, the only thing they can do is push really hard. So when someone meets that with relaxation and throws the shit out of them, they're like, oh my God, this guy's a master of relaxation. It's like the truth is they're a master of both. Right. But um, so there's also a really cool quote. Just uh, I was with Yoshiba Sensei for a long time, and I can tell you that he possessed no supernatural powers. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, I'm gonna put that away. <clears throat> um. Anyway, so that's you know that's Toy Toys, the guy who um, brought it to the West. Really, I mean, so arguably um, Mochizuki brought it to the West, <clears throat> the Western culture in Europe. But um, uh, Tohei brought it to the United States. Um, and so, because we're in the United States, had a lot of influence here anyways. Um, and also the one who really made people start like thinking about key power and, and other forms of energy, um, if you will. Yeah. Interesting. So maybe just a little bit we can talk about kind of the modern... Uh, equivalents of the you know or like the the line those lineages now where where they sit yeah where they sit now today you know um whether that be the aikikai or key society or you know kind of what those influences are now what they look like if they've changed you know that kind of stuff yeah i mean um i don't know i'm I'm not up to date on all their politics the cutting edge you know but the aikikai is still the aikikai um, it's still a large group of uh, Aikido practitioners that mostly are practicing dynamic, fluid Aikido. So you get guys like uh, Christian Tissier, uh, you know, um, a, a major influencing role in that. Um, and then you have all the subsets of that, you know, so like uh, Yamada or Satome or um, so are kind of doing their own things, but in that in that dynamic style, you know. And guys like Akeda definitely taking more of a tip from like uh, key stuff. Um, as time's gone on, but you know, that's, that's that kind of, kind of look, um, that's very prevalent. And also I can only speak for being here because I'm, I'm in California in the United States, you know, so, so that's very, that stuff's very prevalent here. Right. Um, West coast. Yeah. I- Iwama style Aikido is, um, as far as I know, still called Iwama style Aikido. Although I think I saw the other day that it's got another little thing clicked onto it. Um, which is, uh, Saito Sensei's son, um, is in charge of that organization now, Hitohiro, um. Hirohito, Hito Hero, um, and right. so uh, uh, he's in charge of that organization now. And and you know they're still doing the the very stepwise uh, technical um, Aikido and still doing lots of sabuti like uh, striking practices with weapons and stuff. So that's the that's the modern version of that group. Um, uh, Shinshin Totsu is key society stuff. Um, that's pretty prevalent, especially in the eastern coast here in the United States. Um, that's a lot of like key testing and that kind of stuff. That's all still going on. Um, uh, Mochizuki, I don't, I don't really know because I think in Europe, if I lived in Europe, I would have a different opinion of what's going on with that, but we don't see it that much, at least in California. Uh, we don't see that style too much. So, um, uh, not a lot of, uh, Yosei Khan around, although there's a guy who's not too far who does 
Yosei Khan, but it, it's not it's not as influential now as I think it had been in the past. Um, I think it's kind of kind of fallen off a little bit. Um, yeah, I'm 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 not up on current politics of stuff because um, I I generally don't want to play the political game, and I don't know you know like to me I think. These guys are all really valuable to study their written work because they trained with Yueshiba and they have very valid opinions of him. And um, if you're trying to formulate what you think Aikido is supposed to mean, this is essential history for you. Um, and then, you know, what's your practice now? Yeah, you yeah. got to figure out. And I mean, I think that's the <clears> thing. You have to figure out what it is that, I and mean, we, we talk about it all the time. If you don't know what you're looking for, um, then you're not going to be able to to find it That's and right. and you know it might take you a while you might look at several different things before you find the thing that you want but being honest and and kind of think giving it thought and you know laying out like what am i looking for do i am i more interested in you know the technical side the you know energetic side do i want to be more dynamic do i want to be right you know um and figuring out, and then again, you know, what is available to you is the other thing, you know, right? Um, because there might not be all of this might not be available to you, absolutely. Um, and so you might have to, you know, train what you can train. You know, so yeah, that's I mean that's exactly right. Like you know, if you're in California, um, I almost guarantee you can find an Iwama based school, or you can find an Aikikai based school. Um, they're all over. Um, but if you um, if you're uh, uh, looking for um, Yosei Khan here, it's going to be harder to find right. you know, if you're in California. So right. it's all going to be a little where, where you're at. Um, I was also going to ask, <clears throat> so like the question that this had originally come from, um, was also kind of talking about like <clears throat> today, uh, because we're always kind of talking about the status of Aikido as it is in the present. Um, do... Do we feel like we need a little bit more kind of come togetherness over different styles, or is it? Do you think it's a positive that there's so many kind of different branches and ideas about Aikido today? So I think it's both. Like I yeah. think it is absolutely certainly a um, a strength that we have different schools focusing on different things because yeah. they're they're better at looking at that specific thing than other school. You know what I mean? Because they spend more time working on it. Yeah. Um, but at the same time. I think as a community, we need to recognize what makes us individuals in the Aikido community and what makes us part of the whole. And so right. I think the problem is we're, we're mixing those two things up too much. And, and we're not saying like, I think we should have, you know, a core set of values, like three or seven values that are like, you know, these are what all Aikido schools try and emphasize. And then inside of that, we might really specialize in this one or this one or this one. But like, this is what we're really into. Right. All of us. I think the... Um, sort of attitude of, you know, all or nothing, like this is Aikido, that is not, this is Aikido, that is not, doesn't do us any, doesn't no. do us any good. Yeah. Looking at everything and going and, and trying to figure out, because we realize that they all come from the source, right? So if we can trace it all back to the source, then like obviously they all have some sort of attachment uh, to to the source and you can argue that they all have some sort of uh, legitimacy within the umbrella of the thing. So to me, it makes more sense to 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 look at all of it and go, well, what do we have in common? What are the what are the cores that you know the the baseline we can all go from and then go from there? Because I do think you're right. Like having those specialities um, is good. It's important. It means that you'll be able to do that one thing. And if you're someone who wants to um, train in that, that will do you better than anything else. And also. 
and we've talked about this before privately and not necessarily so much on the podcast. Aikido is deep, man. It is humongous. The (laughs) the stuff like you know, the reason that there are all of these different styles studying different things is because you can. You know, you can. There you're not gonna get that in boxing, right? Like you're not gonna have seven different styles of boxing. There's one thing you do, right? Right. I mean, or you know what I'm saying. Um, but you can have that in Aikido, and each of them can be studying a different thing, and each of them can also be 100% legitimate in what they're doing. Right. Um, and it's because it's – and I think that's also one of the problems is because there's just – it's so much. It's so deep that um, y- I, I would wonder if could you even put it into a single thing, you know? Right. I think it would be difficult. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, I think I think what would uh, clear up some of the division is if we would just um, just say, okay, Aikido is this to all of us, you right. know, like a general couple rules, and then after that, we'll do whatever you want with it, you know. But yeah. like um, that—that's what could bind us together. And you know, to, there's also a lot of people who do daitoryu, and and you know, uh, no judgment, but like a lot of people who do daitoryu, who daitoryu is completely not very popular, and so they say they do Aikido because they do daitoryu, you know, and and like that's cool, but like because it's just easier. To, yeah, it's yeah, easier yeah, to market yeah, yeah. what you're doing because it's like, yeah, we do that. And, you know, and then, like, once people get in the know, they're like, oh, we really do daito to you because that's the real – you know, there really is no Aikido. There's just right, daito right. to you, and that's because you're a daito to you practitioner. Right, so, right. of course, to you there is no Aikido, you know. like So, to me, it's like what makes Aikido different than daito to you, you know, and, and that's a, a conversation we should be having, you know. Like what makes it different than a karate? What makes it different than whatever, XYZ martial yeah. art, you know. And so what are the things that if we say we're doing Aikido, we're upholding these values and maybe some some more you know maybe some different things too but like we're at least doing these things have we d- uh, done that podcast yet i know we we have talked about it i know i think you've written a bunch of tenants of like you know i think the, we yeah, did yeah. i think we did did we do we? that uh, that podcast because i if wrote not, an article on it if not we should do it let's do it let's, yeah. i'll look back and see let's this is how the podcast yeah. is so far this is it's gone so far. now or something uh, yeah. now we're at the point where we're like we can't even remember what we what talked we about I had a sense of deja vu about 20 minutes ago, and I was like, oh, have we talked about this before? Was yeah. it about Wait, Seagal? We talked about everything. Was it about Seagal? Probably. I remember when we were getting it, I was like, oh, didn't we talk about Steven Seagal for like a whole episode? So, <laughs> Well, the good thing is, is at least these episodes are uh, sound a little better. So, yeah, you know, so, yeah. there's that. Yeah. Um, but um, anyways, there's, well, there's so much to talk about. Where are we so, at? How? We're 41 minutes. We're Whoa, done. look at us. Um, uh, if you guys have any more questions, send them our way. Um, yeah. You know, don't don't think I'm the de facto. I'm not an Aikido historian. I'm a guy who's done a lot of Aikido and, and read about it, so I'm not your historical source to go to. Um, there are other guys putting stuff out, yeah. um, some more reputable than others. So, so you know, look at your sources. Um, and I think we mentioned this last time, but not on this time. Uh, a good uh, go-to would be um, the work of Stanley Pran. I think Stanley Pran is an excellent Aikido journal. And beginning. He, he's written those two books Yep. Uh, pre-war, post-war masters. Yep. Um, that would be good to look at if you want more <clears throat> information on the individuals. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, you know, like like study your history, and 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 in my opinion, my advice would be, but also don't be limited by your history. Understand that that is where we came from, but not where we're going. That is the past, you know. So, Aikido's Jindai. It's a modern style martial art, and it should be growing from here on out. Not it should be getting worse from here on in. Right. You know? Right. Yeah. I think it's good though to use this as a jumping off point to kind of know who to research, what to research, because I know if it was me. I might be overwhelmed by I don't know where to go. I don't well, know right. and if you, what names right. to look up. <clears> and even. if you just do Ike and you do a search, like what's going to come up and, and then a bunch of different stuff. And how do you figure out who is what and, and 
in a way, sometimes the internet yeah. makes it more confusing just because right. there's so much information. Right. And so having yep. kind of some directions to go in is, uh, to me, very helpful uh, to know. Well, and hopefully we did that. Hopefully yeah. we gave people hopefully. something to... To think about, yeah. to look at. Um, All right. Let's let's thank our patrons All again. Right. We have um, new patrons. Yeah. Not new since last time, but new in, in the last few episodes. In last time was 40 something. minutes ago. In the grand scheme. <laughs> well, it weeks for yeah, people. Yeah. Um, Who knows when people listen to these things? Someone could be listening to this a year from now. And if you become a new future. patron in this last week and we're not saying your name, we're apologizing. <laughs> right, 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 right. Old. See, there you go. Hello to the future. Hello, Anyone future. listening to this? Time is- travel exists, <laughs> people. It's real. You are listening to us from the past <laughs> in the future. Wait. <laughs> Hello to the year 2021. Hello. Right. It could be. Who knows? All right. All right. Uh, thank you so much to Rob Kitson, John Smith, Matt Mumford, Lenny Acuna, Urbano, Jim Gallant, Genghis Galahad, Matt Riley, Warwick Dean, Grant Templin. Uh, thank you so much. We super thank appreciate all of your donations um, and assistance. Um, also, whatever name you put in here, this is what I'm reading. So yeah, I hope if that, that's yeah, not you. <laughs> I hope that I'm pronouncing it all correctly, yeah. and I hope that. Um, On a side note, if you'd like to hear Maya say something funny, yeah, just, yeah, change, just your put name to change your name. I have to read whatever I am contractually um, ob- obligated to to read what's on here. Ballsy so, McSmarterson, thank you. <laughs> Ballsy McSmarterson, yeah. So next, and uh, so it's kind of a recap from last time, also. Uh, Maya's going to be going to this women's women in Aikido seminar coming up, and then we'll be talking about it. And I mentioned that because um, our patrons it sounds like it's all dudes, and dun, dun, dun. I feel like that that can be problematic, as the millennials like to say. Hashtag problematic. No, it's I mean, not you know. really. It is what it is. But um, <laughs> we're going to lose. Josh is Josh trying to milk money out of women. I'm just saying. Why? Well, that's where, problematic. I'm saying where. I'm. I'm. I'm wondering. I'm wondering where the where are women. So if you are a woman listening to this, give us money. No, no, not give us like, money. But like, let us not say, hey, I'm listening, say, and you guys are dumb and need to shut the fuck up. Have more. <laughs> I don't know. Whatever it yeah. might be. Um, okay. Love us, hate us, etc. That's my point. Thanks, Josh. Um, no, but uh, if you're... Uh, shut the fuck up, Josh. Um, <laughs> well, um, ignoring the problem won't make it go away. That is true. Um, oh, man. There's, There's no problem. There's we no are problem. opening a can of worms here. There's no problem here, guys. So, uh, no, but uh, if you... Well, maybe this is after... Wait, we're going to release this after. Oh, yeah, oh never yeah, mind. I was going to say uh, come to Santa Cruz, but... Uh, oh, yeah. By this but, point... It, it'll yeah, still Santa have Cruz already happened. But you could come to uh, Las Vegas for Combat, Combat Con. Con. Yes, you uh, could That will that. be happening at the, what, 1st through 4th of August, and we will be doing some classes there. And there's other stuff, so don't think like you have to come just to see us. Um, but if you, you know, in, in are the, in the area in the at beautiful that time, city of Las Vegas, um, you know, uh, you can stop by and, uh, introduce yourself, et cetera, so forth. Take you some classes. You can make a possible. trip out of it. There, um, yeah. There's lots to do in Vegas. There's oh, a lot yeah, to do. There sure is. Um, so, so yeah, come say hi to us at Combat Oh yeah. And, uh, actually, uh, Jared, Jared Wilson just sent me a text. Um, he has got approved for his, um, podcast or, I think it's called Martial Arts Media oh, um, panel. panel. Oh, yeah. at so, uh, so, yeah, so All we'll right. be on that. Um, so you could come see that, too. Very and, good. So and Jerry Wilson, Martial Thoughts Podcast. So it's a great podcast, check that yeah. out if you haven't uh, listened to it. It's a yeah. good good listen. Very nice. So a lot happening there. Yeah. All right. Absolutely. Tip of the week. Um, tip of the week. I mean, I guess uh, in a different con- than last week. Uh, making it. Yeah, all the way back to last <laughs> week. Shit. Um, uh, c- continue your research. Um, 
yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, look up. Uh, so, I mean, last week we kind of talked about like looking up those different masters outside of your own lineage. Um, so if you've done some of that historical research now, um, look at what those, those different lineages are doing today. Um, and where you might find, um, you know, experiences from those different, uh, you know, different organizations, different groups. Um, and then, you know, go check those people out. Cause like our, um, our, uh, topic suggester, Mark said, um, there are often three different dojos in a city. Um, and sometimes I can feel divisive or competitive. Mm -hmm. I think in a, in one city, there being four dojos or Mm -hmm. whatever, be like, Oh, I, I go to this one. Um, but I don't think there's any problem with being like, Hey guys, I'm from this other dojo, but, um, I want to train with you guys today. Or, you we know. have a, we have a few different students who come from other dojos at different times and train with us and super welcome, you know, yes. like I appreciate all of that. And I try to be as respectful of different styles and say like, Hey, here's just the way we do it here. I understand there are different ways to do it. And that's cool too. You know, so absolutely. Um, and and with good that, to cross of course, train. be, be respectful right, of, course, absolutely. of what they're, what they're doing. Yeah. And, when you go to another school, you're there to learn that. When I go to another Aikido school, I study Aikido the way they study Aikido because that's what I'm there for. Yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, things are not going to get better if you don't reach out, right. you know, and so right. making, you know, uh, you know, handing that olive branch right out to right. people. Um, I don't know if I'm using that metaphor correctly, whatever. Yeah. Um, but do that, you know, reach out to people and they will reach back most yeah. likely. All right. Okay. Very good. I think All that's right. it. Thank See you guys, guys next listening. week.